Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. One of the characteristics of Scripture that I love the most is its depth. Like an epic poem or a Shakespeare play, Scripture contains layers of meaning and context and imagery and cross-reference, all of which can help us learn more about God and our relationship with God. And our readings this morning are fine examples of this depth. Almost every verse could serve as a springboard for a sermon or a Bible study or even just a good conversation. For example, our Lord's words, For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light. These would be fascinating to study on this first day of daylight saving time a tradition I personally find abominable. (laughs) Or we could further unpack one of the best-known verses in all of Scripture, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. On the eve of one of the greatest sporting spectacles of the year, the NCAA basketball tournaments, I remember folks in the crowd holding up homemade signs, citing that hallowed verse. I also remember a buddy of mine who, in reaction to the popularity of John 3.16, had t-shirts made with another citation, Job 39.5, which, if you look it up, reads, Who let the wild donkey go free? And we could spend quite some time considering our Old Testament reading, during which the Israelites complain, there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Which reminds me of my children when I cook something new for supper. I would remind such complainants of the next line. Then the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people. Perhaps they will think twice before turning up their noses at daddy's casserole. But in all seriousness, I would like to think some more this morning about the first verse of today's gospel. Jesus said, so must the son of man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And especially one word, lifted. In the season of Lent, especially on this fourth Sunday in Lent when we begin to think about Holy Week beginning in just two weeks, 
pardon me if I hyperventilate, lifted up is a clear reference to Christ being lifted on the cross and that cross being lifted by the Roman centurions on a hill named Calvary. We, 2018 years later, cringe at this reminder. The very idea of our loving friend and teacher, Jesus, being tortured and berated and then murdered in the most brutal manner possible, this is grotesque to our ear. But on Good Friday, we will be reminded with this prayer. My peace I gave which the, Lord, which the world cannot give, and washed your feet as a sign of my love. But you draw the sword to strike in my name and seek high places in my kingdom. I offered you my body and blood, but you scatter and deny and abandon me. And once again, as that terrible and evil cross is lifted, creation holds its breath and beholds the spectacle of a forsaken God. And as Jesus gasped, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We should reply, my God, my God, what have we done? We, like Christ, are lifted. But we are also an Easter people. We know the end of the story. And while we walk the pilgrim way of Lent, we are also reminded of other ways that God lifts. Obviously, we think of the third day, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark before Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. God reached down and broke the bonds of death and hell and lifted Jesus to new life. And we too, even though we may be buried in the churchyard by the grave diggers or hobbled by grief at the loss of a loved one or stunted by the ravages of abuse or addiction, we will be lifted up sooner or later by the same God. As it says in the prayer book at the beginning of the burial office, as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awaking, he will raise me up and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see and my eyes behold him who is my friend and not a stranger. We, like Jesus, are lifted. And Jesus will be lifted again 50 days later, ascending into heaven. The ascension is one of the oddest feasts of the church because we are remembering how Jesus, after teaching and preaching and dying and living once more, Jesus sort of floated off into the clouds. It's kind of weird if we're honest. But as Jesus is lifted to his Father in heaven, we are lifted in our discipleship to be the body of Christ in the world. If we mean to follow Christ, then we too are lifted to be leaders, to be servants, to be evangelists and heralds of God's world. Each of us have been given tremendous gifts and talents, and they can be vehicles, engines of God's holy work. We, like Christ, are lifted. And finally, as Christ was lifted, as we are lifted, the world is lifted too. What does Jesus do in the next chapter of John, chapter 4? Does he 
hang out with his disciples? Does he take, does he put up his feet and take a load off? No, he leaves town and goes to Samaria, the land of some of the most hated people in the Roman province of Palestine. And while he is there, he talks to a woman. Even worse. And yet, Jesus says to her, Believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father. Those who are forgotten, those who are forsaken, those who are declared abomination, they too will be lifted. For as we will sing at the conclusion of today's service, When Christ was lifted from the earth, his arms stretched out above through every culture, every birth to draw an answering love. Still east and west, his love extends and always near or far, he calls and claims us as his friends and loves us as we are. We, all of us, like Christ, are lifted. Our journey with Christ, like our beloved scripture, is layered with opportunity. Opportunity for growth, opportunity for learning, opportunity for service. And we are offered the opportunity to lift, to rise, to resurrect, to evolve into the creatures that God made us to be. May we give thanks to this living God and his son, Jesus Christ, who lifts us every day. Amen.